The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Who do you think the Jets should pick on that first round? <laughs> Who do you think? Should it be an should it be an offensive tackle? Should it be what do you think? I mean we definitely don't need a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> No, the Jets definitely don't need a quarterback. That's Kyle Stickles, make-a-wish kid, who's going to be announcing the first-round pick of the New York Jets, not as high as it was a couple of days ago when the trade is official. The Jets drop from number 13 to number 15, and we'll find out who they take. Safe to say, though, it will not indeed be a quarterback. We're just one day away from the draft. We don't need the countdown clock anymore. We know. We know. When it's when it, I have a feeling it's going to come up anyway. PFT Live, Peacock Series XM85, Sky Sports Action, and podcast wherever, however, whenever you may listen. Chris Sims, Mike Floro here for the next two hours, and we are due to be joined by fingers crossed, due to be joined by Zay Flowers, the Boston College receiver, one of the top prospects in Kansas City. Incorrect. What are you saying? I don't know, Pete. Again, Pete, don't talk to me while I'm talking. I can't hear what you're saying while I'm trying to talk. Good morning, Chris. You talk now. Hello, Michael. What's up, man? Hey, look at that oh, right, right there. Author Thank of you. Father of Mine there. Mike Florial, author. Chris Sims, okay. reader of one book in his life. Yes, that's right. One book. I'm proud of it. Deal with it. What's hey. up? How are you doing? You doing okay today? I found JFK, The Unspeakable, right. the one book you've read in your entire life. Wow. I removed it from the shelf. Okay. I brought it into my desk. It's now on my stack of books to Progress. eventually read, which okay. gets it a step closer. But, man, maybe it's just my advancing age, but I'm going to need, like, one of those big Sherlock Holmes magnifying glasses. That is a <laughs> long book. The font is tiny little amoeba size. There's a lot in that book. I, I'm impressed you read any of that book. Uh, it, it's As I told you, I think, last week, it's a hard read. It's not easy, right? It's not. And you're going to have to fight through the first, you know, 20, 40 pages of the setup and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, it's not smooth with all the documentation and there's a lot of information thrown in there. So, yeah, I, like I think I told you last week, I had a few friends who – Dove into the book and we're like, oh man, I just, I, it was just too hard. I couldn't get into it. I stopped at page 55, 58, whatever. And then I had a few others who were like, read the book twice in two weeks, right? So it could go either way. And I think you kind of know by the, you know, that first 40 or 50 pages, whether you're hooked or you're like, oh wow, this is rough. I can't do this. As, as somebody who tries very hard to craft books that people will pick up, open, begin to read and keep reading. It's the kiss of death if you have to trudge through the first 50 pages. I know. Like you have to force yourself to keep going. That is a horrible, awful feeling that rewinds the clock to me, frankly, to college, where 
And I still have the book. I'm sure I've said this before. I've got the book on one of the top shelves in my library just to fill space. It's a physics book where there are pages in that book where the entire text on the full page is highlighted because I would use that highlighter as a way to flag something that seemed important, but I didn't understand any of it. So it all seemed important and unimportant at the same time. And I eventually, after all the times I read the page trying to make sense of it, highlighted every damn word and still didn't understand it. So that's not an enjoyable experience. So I Hang feeling, in there. I think I you, got, that, you got that, the intelligence to do it. You can do it. I'm, I'm, it, it was my not smarter friends who, who couldn't like, digest the book. The smart ones were like, this is awesome. Let's do it again. And to your point with your yellow highlighter and all that, you're definitely going to have some pages like, you know, where you're like, wait, whoa, that was a lot of information. I got to read that page over again. <laughs> and so it's a slow read and that's not for everybody, but it's, you know, just, you know, we're figuring out the, who killed JFK, who said that was going to be easy. You got to dig in there. You got to read, do your research. But now I know why you only ever read one book. <laughs> you're, you're right. That's what the right. reading experience is. You <laughs> swore it off after one. <laughs> right. It's like my experience with the Patriots. I went up there and I went, wait, this is coaching in the NFL? The hell with this? Oh, no, I'd rather go to TV, right? Yeah, I'm scored. It was uh, not the right place to start right there. <laughs> See, that's, that's why you're like Father of Mine, available now. Anywhere you get eBooks, you can get the print edition from Amazon at 14 47 i still don't know why they dropped it from 1499 other than they read it and it's like there's no way in hell we can justify asking 1499 for this crap but unlike jfk or other whodunits where we try to figure out who killed somebody early on in father of mine somebody gets killed we know who done it the rest of the book is figuring out who it was it got killed. Do you like that twist? Oh, I like, like it. that. Yeah, I do like that twist. I I don't know if I really know. And you don't. Yeah. Y- you don't have to fight through 50 pages to get to that point. You don't have to read any pages twice to get to that point. That's the best endorsement I can give for it. Okay. All right. We'll we'll see. I I know. I know Pete Pete's read, I don't know all of it, but some of it. Pete's read all of read it. Read all That's of impressive. it. I'm I'm impressed. I don't I don't know if I can do that, but I might dive in, you know, when I'm sitting on the toilet or something like that every now and then and just check it out. Thank you for that image. Thank you so much. Thank you for that so much. (laughs) You're welcome. God, I'm flustered just the thought. Father of mine, it's it's good reading on the toilet. Buy it today for (laughs) $14.79. There's that storyline from one of the later episodes of Seinfeld when it was hit or miss whether it was as good as it used to be where George takes a book at Brentano's into the bathroom and it's flagged and he keeps trying to sell it and it keeps coming up flagged because that book was in the bathroom. <laughs> okay. Uh, the draft is almost upon us. As mentioned, Zay Flowers joining us later in the program. Fingers crossed that we can get that all worked out. He's in Kansas City. Time change. We did a little AM PM thing trying to set it up through his agency. So it's sometimes you know 100% certainty this is going to work out. Sometimes that needle's got to get through, or that thread, excuse me, has to get through a couple of different needles. So fingers crossed we'll have Zay Flowers in about an hour and a half from now, and the draft is indeed coming up in, what, 37 hours, if my math is correct, and it rarely is. So it's here. It's time. And off we go. Now, before that, hey, somebody's big foot in the draft again. It was two years ago when it all got stirred up one day before the draft and day of the draft when the Aaron Rodgers trade talk hit full boil. Yeah. One day before the draft, he's going to be officially introduced, Chris, as the quarterback of the New York Jets, 2 p.m. Eastern today. It's close by. You could go. I'm sure they would credential you. You could show up. You could ask him a question. You could ask anything you want. Wouldn't that be great? Have you considered going? No, I have not. I did not consider going. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, you're right. It'd, it'd, be, it'd be cool to see, be there. I don't know if I want to get involved in asking questions like the rest of the media doing all that. But uh, regardless, I'm sure that's going to be quite the spectacle in their little media room at that nice facility the Jets have. Oh, it'll be jammed. And it's the biggest press conference since Tim Tebow. Really? In 2012. I guess you're right. 
and it was a it was a huge throng of humanity. That was the time that he really did say the word "excited" or some version of it more than forty times. You're gonna have to dust off that video at some point, either during the show today or link to it at PFT because it was laughable. Like Tim, there are other words in the English language to display your overall feelings about this development with your career, where you were dumped by the Broncos after they got Peyton Manning onto the Jets. And really, that's where Tebow mania went to die. That was it. That was the he beginning barely of the end. played. Right. They didn't know what to do with him. Right. It was the end. It wasn't even the beginning of the end. It was the beginning in the middle and the end of the end. That was it. Remember, they're like going to make him the personal punt protector. They had all these different things, and they just never used him. I mean, they went out and got him, and that was it. And after that, he, he was like, on the Eagles for a little bit when Chip Kelly was there. He was Patriots, on the Patriots, remember, right. for a little bit. Yeah. It was just done. Like that one year in New York completely and totally killed it for as fast as it rose in 2011. It was dead in 2012. It's amazing how quickly it started and how suddenly it ended. Yeah. No, it really I, is. I mean, it is. It's a fascinating story. You know, fortunate, you know, got overdrafted because of intangibles, right? I mean, that's why he was drafted. You know, got to a spot, got on the field, did some good things. But, man, I mean, yeah, it was it was effort. You know, they had to manage the game and hope they could keep it to a one-score game late in the game. And then hopefully when the defense was in some sort of prevent mode that Tebow could make some magic happen and get it down. And he did it that, that, that 2011 year uh, many times. It was, it was cool to see. It was. But what happens in the NFL, too, is, yeah, the flaws were seen as him as a quarterback there, and then he gets to the Jets, and more eyes see the flaws, and then it starts to filter out in the NFL. Like, damn, hey, we can't even do individual just quarterback throw to receiver with Tim Debo because the ball's all over the place, right? And that just goes, and then that just leads to your demise around the, the league. Well, the year that he kept – making magic for the Denver Broncos in 2011, got to the playoffs, won in the wild card round, lost in the division round. That same year, another guy was dominant, league MVP, team was 15-1, and one, and actually got as far as Tebow did in 2011, lost in the division round. That's Aaron Rodgers. Here's Joe Douglas, the GM of the New York Jets, talking about what prompted the franchise to target the four-time NFL MVP. I mean, obviously, uh, Aaron's one of, the, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game. And um, to, to have an opportunity to, to add a player of that, that caliber, um, you're always going you're always going to look into it and, and how it, how it fits within, within our culture, within our team. And um, you know, obviously, um, it's it, it, it goes back to something I said to you guys in Phoenix. It's a it's a real it's a real credit to Robert, his staff, and what he's been able been able to implement um, with our players and with with everyone here. That a, that a player of Aaron's caliber um, would even want to come here, and so um, you know we're just we're, we're all excited to add someone of of his character and his ability. Yeah, look, the guy is a potential game changer, but there are voices out there that would say, what did he really do last year, though? What did he do to change the game when all the Packers had to do was beat the Lions in the final game of the regular season to get to the playoffs? And I thought the Packers could be very dangerous if they made it to the playoffs because it would have been more of a loose low expectation you know we said that last year they're better off getting in as a low seed than a high seed weight of the world's on your shoulders when you're a high seed to justify that great season you had and we've seen the Packers struggle as the high seed that year in 2011 they were the one seed your New York Giants right. went there and stunned them en route to a Super Bowl victory by the Giants something that the Jets have been chasing for 50 plus years so there is a question as to how high-end he is right now. Bill Belichick's obsession, Chris, is to get a guy and get rid of him one year too early, not one year too late. Is it possible the Jets have gotten Aaron Rodgers? We're all caught up in the excitement of this. Is it possible they've gotten him one year too late? I, yeah, I, I don't think so. You know, I, you know, now, listen, we're coming to the end, like we've talked about a lot here. But I, I do think this is one where... Yeah, we're coming to the end, but this could add a little energy boost, a revival to the career. 
you know, maybe make you push your limits or your limitations, therefore, in games, practice a little bit, knowing, hey, wait, the pressure's on. Hey, wait, I'm in the AFC. Hey, wait, I'm in the AFC East. I got to thread this needle in here on third and 12, and it's a little uncomfortable, but I got to do it. Yeah, the, in the NFC North, maybe I didn't do it because hey, it's the NFC North. We're going to win. Either way, I do just think the pressure of the situation being around the new guys is going to up his game like we talked about a little bit yesterday. And hopefully within that, take take away some of the conservative nature that's bothered, I think, both you and I. And I think that's, you know, one of the good things here, too. A little Brady went through the same thing and and. and you know, from New England to Tampa, if you don't remember. And that last year, it was not great for Brady in New England. He got to Tampa, right? You know, that's when no risk it, no biscuit became a thing. He's got to throw the ball down the field. He's got to hang in there. And, you know, that pressure, that situation, then made Brady one of the best down-the-field throwers in football for a few years here. I do think this could have the same effect, let alone there's great talent on the on the roster too. So it's coming to an end, but do I think there's another – real good year or two good years here for Aaron Rodgers for the Jets to take advantage of? Yeah, I still think it's there, Mike. The physical ability, the arm is still there. That's what gives me great hope. He could still make any throw on the football field in, in, in an easy fashion. Well, you've answered that question as to whether or not he can still be a top quarterback. Joe Douglas, the Jets GM, was asked that same question yesterday. Let's have a listen to what he had to say in response. I mean, well, obviously he's not uh, very far removed from back-to-back MVPs. Um, you know, uh, you, you still you still have someone that um, maybe didn't play at 100% throughout throughout the year, um, but still performed at a high level. And uh, you know, obviously, um, he's going to be able to to come in here and. His relationship with Nathaniel, his relationship with some of the other players that are that are on the team, um, we feel like you know it's uh, obviously it's an adjustment um, when you're somewhere for 18 years, but feel like with the people that we have in place, he can uh, get comfortable quickly. He wasn't at 100 percent last year because That's he right. had that thumb injury yeah. that was suffered in London in the game against the New York Giants where. I think that was the first time during last season where I thought, boy, the Packers may really be not what I thought they were going to be. Right. Because I had them going to the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs last year. I thought they were going to be as great as ever. I thought it was going to be another MVP caliber season for Aaron Rodgers. There's the play during which he suffered that thumb injury. It bothered him. He played through it. He talked about it a lot. That's one difference between him and other quarterbacks. Other quarterbacks, not all, but but others will not talk. Like Tom Brady would never talk openly about an injury. He just won't. That's part of the Patriot way that's in his DNA. But we knew about the thumb injury. It would get better it would get worse but it lingered through much of the season and look the Packers came on strong late whether it was Rodgers getting healthy whether it was the young receivers finally getting comfortable with him him getting comfortable with them Christian Watson particularly really took off second half of the season but it's a calculated risk by the Jets and let's not overlook the basic fact that it is a business you want to sell tickets you want people to show up No shows hurt because then people aren't there to buy the overpriced food and beverages and merchandise and parking. You want them to buy tickets. You want them to be there. You want them to buy jerseys with the number eight he'll be holding up today, his new number. You want all that excitement. You want the primetime games. Winning is secondary to the business of the sport. And when was the last time anybody cared about the New York Jets? They haven't been on NBC Since 2012, the butt fumble game, it's been 11 years since we had an NBC game featuring the New York Jets. So that's all part of it, too. And yeah, the football people want to win. The business people want to win in a different way. And that end of it will be taken care of from the moment he walks through the door. (coughs) The question is, will it be excitement all year long? Or will it be like the Russell Wilson thing in Denver where we've got all these standalone games and we're like, oh, God, we got to see the Jets again? Yeah, I'm going to bet it's excitement. I am. Uh, the, the defense the defense is not going anywhere, in my opinion. You know, Whether it's the number three defense in football again like it was last year, I don't know about that, but it's going to be damn good. 
there's talent across the board, and they got young guys who are only going to get better from where they were in year one to year two or year two to year three. So I, I expect more of that. Now, you know, again, like we talked about yesterday, the AFC, the AFC East, it's brutal, right? It is. But, you know, as far as you, you explained it right, there's a lot of reasons why you want Aaron Rodgers. I think still the number one reason is he's a number, he was the number one guy out there on the market. He was the number one guy there to be had. I know we had Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo as other options, but I don't think anybody could take you as high as Aaron Rodgers when he's at his best. I don't. And then I think, you know, with, hey, injury last year, certainly, you know, not being there with the rookie receivers, that was his fault, definitely not giving them a free pass. But I think a lot of that led to, you know, yeah, uh, the, the disappointing year let alone, you know, the disappointing playoff finishes the year before that. I think it just kind of hung over the whole team. They were a little bit just exhausted and beat down to a degree. But that's where, you know, I think like what Joe Douglas was saying a minute ago, you know, what, you know, the, 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 first off, credit to him, the talent of the roster. The roster was good enough that where Rodgers went, ooh, wait, I'd go there. I think it could work, right? So that says something about where they got. You know, where he talked about Robert Sala, the energy in that building. I've been in there during training camp. It's real. It's, it's, it's got a great feel. They love the, the atmosphere there, the players. You can tell that. And then he's got a guy there like Nathaniel Hackett to make him comfortable. And there's no adjustment period with the offense like there was with Russell Wilson. He's going to walk in the door and go, wait, I know this. Hey, we'll check to that. Boom, 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 ba, ba, bam. And he's going to go, okay, here we go. It's like riding a bike, guys. Now catch up. Let's go. Let's play some ball. So that's where I see the potential and I think a lot of positives, definitely more positives than negatives in, in my opinion. And the positives will be enhanced the more that Rodgers is committed to this, whether he is there for more than one season. Remember, one of the issues was he said several weeks ago, six weeks ago today, that he was 90% retired before he went to his darkness retreat. That freaked out Woody Johnson, the owner of the team, reportedly. Will he be there for more than one year? Will he be there for the offseason program? A couple of questions that were posed to Joe Douglas yesterday. Here's the question, and then followed by what Douglas had to say. Has Aaron given you any indication that he'll play beyond 2023? Look, I, I don't want to put any words in Aaron's mouth, and, and, and you guys are going to have the opportunity at the right time um, to, to ask him those specific questions. Do you expect him to be part of the offseason program that OTA is going forward? You know, again, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say I wouldn't want to put any words into uh, Aaron's mouth as we as we know all, all of these workouts right now this time of year are voluntary so uh, again at the right time you guys will be able to talk to him about that it already begins we must tiptoe around the delicate genius we well you gotta tiptoe around the league there too we, right I understand that I understand that it's a combination you always have to say the workouts are voluntary. But again, they're paying this guy $60 million this year. They gave up a second-round pick this year. A first-round pick next year if he plays in 11 games this year. They dropped two spots in round one this year. You better expect him to be there. And he better want to be there. That better be something you clear up before you push the button on that trade. And I hope that they had some sort of a conversation with him where they didn't go into this blind. Hey, Aaron. We need to know, before we make this commitment, you got to understand, we're giving up a lot to get you by way of draft capital. Your current employer is being a pain in the ass. As you know, as you've said, they're dragging their feet. They're making it difficult. They're pissing off you. They're pissing off us. We're willing to do this, but there's a couple of things we need to feel comfortable about. Number one, is this a one-year deal in your mind, or is it a two-year deal? Number two. We really got to get these guys ready. It's not about you being comfortable. It's about them being comfortable with you. You are a superstar to them. You are a god descended from Mount Olympus to them. The sooner you're around them and they realize you're a human being like them, the more comfortable they're going to get. We can't do this during training camp. We have to do this now. If they're not comfortable having a direct conversation like that with him, they shouldn't have traded for him. Because, again, if this is going to be another exercise in tiptoeing around the delicate genius, it's not going to work. At some point, there's got to be direct. There's got to be candor. There's got to be communication. There's got to be expectation outlined. And I, 
just the fact that he doesn't want to put words in Aaron's mouth. He's afraid he's going to say something that's going to piss Aaron off. He doesn't want to get off on – and I, I understand that. Yeah. But that's that's one thing that gives me concern, that they're already tiptoeing around the guy. He's a player on your team. That's it. And when you start acting like he's going to have an office and a parking space and we're going to genuflect and you, you set yourself up for the Russell Wilson experience from last year. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I, I hear you, too. I, I mean, listen, they're, 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 they're approaching delicately. You know, he hasn't even gotten in the building yet. They don't want to start throwing out expectations and things like that. And I, I would think they're going to have these conversations, you know. The big thing is, listen, things are going to change a little bit. He's Aaron Rodgers. I don't give a crap who, you know, what team you are. You're going to go, well, watch what you say a little bit. Aaron Rodgers, if, if Mahomes came to the team, Brady, whatever. But at some point, yeah, right, the hot poker's going to come out and go, hey, you're a player. Here we go. we got to get better, right? And, again, back to Brady and Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians had the magic touch to do that to Brady, to get them over the edge and make him play the way they wanted him to play to make that offense work. I think the Jets can do that. I do. And I think that's the beauty of having Nathaniel Hackett there, right? He can be that bridge to kind of make it happen. Oh, wait, what, Joe? Joe, you can listen to Joe. He can listen to Robert Sala. He can get that message to Aaron Rodgers the way he thinks it should be done, right? And then I think the biggest thing here where, to your point and all the things you're saying, this is the one thing that's going to be, I think, good about New York for the New York Jets, the New York media. He's not going to get a free pass. He's going to have – if he answers a question with, you know, some cryptic words today or kind of dances around it, New Yorkers are jerks. We all know that. They're going to go, wait, 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 hold on, and they're going to ask him again. He's going to be on, you know, front and center here where every, every Jet fan, really every football fan is going to be paying attention to this, really, just to see what he says and how committed it seems like he is to the OTAs, I'm going to be here this offseason type of thing. So I do think that's in the favor of the Jets, too, that first off, I don't think Rodgers is an idiot. I think he realizes and can read the room. And then second of all, I think he's going to realize what of a big deal that part of the situation is to everybody, especially up here in New York and the Jets fans today at 2 p.m. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it will be interesting to see if it does get contentious at all or if it is just celebratory right out of the gates. I assume that it's going to be glass half full. I assume that no one's going to mostly want to be happy, right? That yeah. person. Yeah. Right. But but and and somebody made the argument weeks ago that this whole idea that the New York media is more harsh, it doesn't matter anymore, it's global, people can interact all the time, people can ask tough questions. There's still a dynamic when you go to a press conference and there's that elephant-in-the-room question that needs to be asked. In some cities, yes, there's less reluctance for somebody to be the one who asks that question 
that potentially pisses someone off and it makes it harder for that person to do their job going forward. I feel like in New York, there's less of a collective reluctance to ask that question. Somebody's asking that question. If it isn't me, it's going to be somebody else. You're not going to, with that subtle pressure, get that question from not being presented to the person in New York, it's getting presented. Exactly. That, that's my. Will point. you be there for off-season workouts? Right. That, yeah. That's my point. Like in Green that's Bay, the most important question. You're right. In Green Bay gets the free pass, like you're talking about. You know, in New York, no. I mean, think about some of the people we've had up here in this area, and and then of course the talk radio, and then Geo and Boomer, and you know Craig Carton and everybody. I mean, it all gets put on blast here. This is still. You know, in the in the fight for the greatest sports town in America, for sure. I mean, there's a reason there's, you know, two basketball teams, three hockey teams, two baseball teams, and two NFL teams rolling around here. People like sports. They're all in on it. So, yeah, that, that's, you know, that that's going to be the issue. I was going to make a point there, and I lost my way. Oh, here's my point is just that, yeah, he's not – think about New York and some of the people we've seen. Rich Samini, right? Remember him? I mean, he pissed everybody off and everywhere for like six years and nothing ever happened. So, yeah, I think there's a little bit more of an in-your-face mentality uh, up here with that kind of stuff. And I don't think they'll, they'll shrink in the limelight when it comes time to ask the right question to put a little pressure on them. Hey, and, you know, it's funny. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, for those of us who cover the sport every single day, Story gets big, story gets developed, story gets dissected, and then we move on to the next story. That chain of one after another after another sometimes makes us forget about a link from the past. There are going to be folks up there in the media market that can't wait for their opportunity to ask him questions about topics unrelated to football, unrelated to OTAs. Some of the... Talk I heard yesterday on Morning Joe right out of the gates. They led with, and I'm laughing because we haven't thought about this stuff in a long time. But, you know, Joe Scarborough says, well, it looks like the Jets have found the vaccination for their problems. And one of the other folks said, yes, the Jets did their own research before deciding to send trade for Aaron Rodgers. And one thing I forgot about, and I found the like, because and you know, because he's trafficked in some of these conspiracy theories, which is fine. Right. Which is fine. Don't get mad at us yet. Let me finish my point. He traffics in some of these conspiracy theories to the point where I forget what all he's talked about. And at one point, they mentioned nine eleven trutherism, and New York is definitely not the place where you want to be if you're a nine eleven truther. I forgot about Deshaun Kaiser, right? Saying at some point, not all that long ago, yeah, during the season, that when he got to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers asked him whether he believes in 9-11. And first thing that came out of his mouth, you believe in 9-11? And uh, suggested that uh, he do some research on some of the conspiracy theories out there about 9-11. So I don't know that somebody is going to be there to ask point blank, Aaron Rodgers, you're coming to the place where 9-11 happened. I'm asking you right now, yes or no. Do you believe it happened? Do you believe it's real? Do you believe it was an inside job or an attack from external adversaries? Wouldn't that be something if somebody asked that question today? That would take some guts. That I don't think is happening. I don't think that'll happen. Let me tell you something. Yeah, what? Let me tell you something. Yeah. It's out there. Deshaun Kaiser put it out there. I don't think anybody ever asked him about it in Green Bay. I don't think he was ever asked about it. Standing in front of his, you know, every week standing in front of the wooden lockers, a spot well, where you he know said, they don't waste your time them. reading this crap. Right. But, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that he was ever asked that question. I think it's a fair question. Now, whether or not it comes up today, we'll find out. But we're, 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 we are doing this in New Jersey, New York, the area where the worst of the damage happened. And Deshaun Kaiser put it out there and he's never been asked about it. And I just wonder if it's on somebody's list of possible questions to ask today. I, I do too. I do. You know, you know, I, I, I have a hard time thinking the sports media will go, go that way. You know, I, I don't think he's going to be able to avoid that forever up here in the New York area. At some point that's going to, someone's going to ask, but I, I feel like th- he'll get a free pass on that stuff today. I do. I think it'll, it'll stick to football unless, I don't know, unless again, unless there's some, you know, the, the, the life section of New York times is there today or, you know, somebody else from some other established non-sports publication is there. 
and they're more fascinated about the human aspect of this whole thing. I don't know. Maybe it goes that way, but I, I don't see it going that way today. But at some point, he better be ready because it's going to. I mean, it's New York. It's, it's, we got some woke culture up here, all right? There's a little bit of that. We got old school and woke. We got it both. We're a little crazy up here, and he's going to have to deal with, deal with uh, both. It's, it's just so funny. The mere utterance of that word has a derisive connotation. I know that you're not using it derisively. No, I know. So many people do. It's right. become this buzzword that people don't even – there was a great clip a few weeks ago where they asked somebody who is anti-woke what the word even means, and she fumbled for nearly a minute right. trying to explain what it is and how it operates. But regardless, it made me think of something I noticed yesterday, and I just brushed it off as well, it's a big event. A lot of people are going to want to be there. So they have to have some sort of filtration device to manage the crowd. But the email that came from the Jets yesterday said, to apply to attend the Aaron Rodgers introductory press conference, please click the appropriate link below. Fill out the form. You will be notified the status of your credential request by the oh, Jets communication see, there staff. you go. If approved, if approved, please arrive no later than 1 p.m. So I just wonder... You're from the life section of the time of New York Times. They might say, "Forget it. Why you want to be here?" From the life section of the New York Times, they might vet some of those guys. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna restrict attendance to the people who traditionally show up to cover the New York Jets right. or national media who typically cover the NFL. Right. They're looking for somebody who's in that bubble of symbiosis where I have to do my job. But I don't do my job so aggressively that it makes it hard to do my job. I don't go around trying to piss everybody off and be an agitator and a fomenter of dissension or debate or whatever. So now the thing is, if somebody who fully expected to be there got rejected, I wonder if they'll say so. I've yet to see or hear anyone complain that they didn't get in. But I don't remember getting an email like that announcing a, a press conference that had that right out of the gates. You have to apply and be approved to show up. So I just wonder how aggressive they're going to be. So we'll find out. We'll find yeah. out at 2 o'clock. Yeah. Must see TV at 2 o'clock Eastern today. And I have a feeling tomorrow morning when we do this, Chris, we'll be talking about as it As we otherwise should be getting people ready for the first day of the draft, I have a feeling we'll have some clips of Aaron Rodgers possibly wearing all black, right? Will he be shaven? Will he not be shaven? Will his hair be short? Will his hair be long? We'll find out answers to all those questions tomorrow. Yesterday, another thing Joe Douglas was asked right. was how comfortable he is with the deal that they did, as if he's going to come out and say, we, we got fleeced. <laughs> That's for people like me to say. They got fleeced. Here's Douglas talking about the terms and that all-important move from number 13 to number 15 in round one tomorrow night. Here's Douglas. You know, obviously, we're, we're comfortable um, with, with how this, this deal shaped. Um, you know, in any any negotiation, um, you know, I, I don't think anyone ever walks away from from a negotiation where you feel like you you want everything. I mean, at the end of the day, we're gonna we, we needed to have 13 players we were really excited about. And now we have to have 15 players that we're really excited about, and I feel comfortable that that uh, we have that. Look, what else is he gonna say? What else is he gonna say? Now, I think the Packers are probably discreetly, secretly lighting a cigar and having a drink after getting what they got for a guy who was never going to play for them again. A guy that they could not wait to get rid of. A guy that they want to turn the page on so they can give the ball to Jordan Love. A guy for whom no one else was even in the mix. Who were the Jets competing with we yeah. said this two weeks ago yeah. with Odell Beckham Jr. and the Ravens deal who were the Ravens competing with not the Jets not in that stratosphere of 15 million on a one-year deal fully guaranteed the Steelers and Allen Robinson how they basically stole him from the Rams and the Rams are paying more than two-thirds of his salary so not every deal is a win-win and the Packers won this one when you consider what they were going to do anyway for them, for them, the worst case scenario was Aaron Rodgers showing up, not leaving, and being paid $60 million to sit on the bench all year. And they avoided that. The distraction, the everything that would have gone with it, the money, everything. They avoided it. And they got stuff for it. 
They were able to get rid of Aaron Rodgers, not have to pay him, and they got a lot of stuff for it. The Packers won that trade. I know Jets fans are pissed off to hear it. I don't care. There's a lot of stuff I hear I don't like, but it doesn't make that stuff not true. All right. It's true. The yeah, Jets sure. got fleeced on this one. I, I don't know if I'm going to go fleeced, okay? that That's a little strong for me. That's fine for you to use. But I, I'm going to, yeah. Did, did the... Did the Packers win the trade aspect of it? Sure. Yeah, they did. I don't have any problem saying that. And to me, the thing that is the weirdest part of it is still the part that's for next year. The the fact that if he plays 11 games, it goes to a first rounder. That's the part I don't like. I feel like they could have got away with just giving them a next year second rounder and Green Bay would have buckled at some point before the draft because they wanted those picks, just like Gutenkus said. Uh, they want they want to play. They want to do something here in the draft, or at least have that ability to with all these assets. That's the one I, I don't. That's the only aspect I don't get. Right? I mean, it, it could be eleven games, and you know, it could be in and out of the lineup and whatever else, and you don't even come close to the playoffs, and you're going to give away a maybe a mid first round pick, high first round pick. That that's the one part I don't get, and that's where I certainly think the Packers got over on the Jets a little bit there. So, uh, but at the same time, too, just like the Ravens and the Jets, right? I, 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 I can understand it. I can understand it. They overpaid for a premium of they wanted to put their organization in a place that they felt like the, the premium was, was worth paying to get their team and their organization where they wanted it to be. And I can't be mad at them for that. I can't, you know. They felt, Ravens, hey, we need OBJ to help with Lamar Jackson, to help with our locker room, to help with our young receivers, and it'll help on the field. And, of course, we've already hit on a bunch of the reasons why, you'd want, if you're the Jets, why you want to make it happen right now and get this ball rolling and get everything going in the right direction so we don't have to talk about this and answer questions for the next four or five, four months here if you're the New York Jets. So, for that, they paid a premium. You know, a little too much for me, obviously too much for you. I get it, but I'm not going to be mad at them for going above and beyond a little bit to get the guy they wanted that they think can maybe take them to the Super Bowl. You know, we always talk about we like those teams that go all in. They're going all in, so I'm not going to be too mad at that. Right, but you end up pushing more chips into the middle. You do. They pushed a few more than they have. Chips in front of you. Yeah, that's right. Look, this goes back to what I said yesterday. I firmly believe the Packers, who have known this guy since he was 21 years old, that's how old he was when he was drafted by the Packers, 2005. They know him well. They know how he operates. They know how he thinks. They know what makes him tick. And I firmly believe they knew at the end of the day the nuclear scenario for the Jets, which was a combination. And I advocated this aggressively. Hey, Jets, you say to the Packers, we don't need this guy here. We can let it play out. He knows the offense. He doesn't need to be here. We don't need him for the offseason program. He doesn't like to be part of it anyway. We don't even need him for the start of training camp. We can push it all the way to week one. Oh, and by the way, when training camp starts, you better have a locker ready for this guy because he's going to show up. And that's the other side of it. Rodgers has to be committed to this plan where he's going to do what Brett Favre did in 2008 and show up and say, deal with me. The Packers, I believe, knew that Rodgers would not do that, that Rodgers thinks that kind of stuff is beneath him, that he doesn't want that in his life. He doesn't want that disruption to his balance. He doesn't want that negative energy around him, whatever ayahuasca-fueled term that you'd want to use there. But he doesn't want to go through that specific episode of being in a place where no one wants him, so he's not going to do it. That's the key. The Packers were content to do it. Come on, Aaron. You want to do that? You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. That's what the Packers' attitude was because they knew Aaron wouldn't do it. And that's why, at the end of the day, the Jets had to do what they did to get it done. And also, also, if Rodgers doesn't show up for the offseason program, after they cave prematurely at a time when he still can show up for the offseason program, that that's... That's not a positive development for the Jets either. That's what makes that question so important today and the answer so important. And look, yes, I I understand there is a technical inconsistency between the Jets taking a negotiating posture with the Packers along the lines of, he doesn't like to be at the offseason program anyway. We don't need to do this now. We can wait until June or July. And the Jets, now that they have him saying, probably would like you to be here. Because, yeah, they've given up too much for him. They've overinvested in it. You better be damn sure they want him there. 
because otherwise, why'd we give up all this stuff when we did? We could have waited. So that, that again, that's why the most important question far more than anything else, will you be there for the voluntary program? Yeah, no, it, it is. It's a, it's a huge aspect. And I got to think, you know, one, that Aaron Rodgers is smart enough, like he was, to pick number eight and not pick number 12, that he can realize the situation and realize how important. And like we talked about yesterday, I just think with the way this went down and the way Green Bay treated him, I really do think that's going to be a little just an extra little needle, poker, whatever, to just get him to go, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be at every OTA and then some. You know, the hell with Green Bay and a few other, F, you know, four-letter words to throw in there with it. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'd be shocked. I really would be. And uh, we'll see where it goes. But you're right. It's the most important part of this scenario, especially if you want to, you know, have success there with the, with the Jets and Rodgers this year. To the extent that any of this is couched as sticking it to Green Bay, that's the way to get him fully committed to the offseason program, fully committed to a second season with the New York Jets, fully committed to doing everything he can to do with the Jets in one year or two the most of what he ever did with the Packers in 18. So that makes this fascinating. How driven, how committed, how much can he muster from the 39-year-old body yeah. by way of will, like what we saw after they drafted Jordan Love in 2020, and that was the red-hot poker that got him to become the league MVP back-to-back season well the, the part too mike that i love about it too just with the, some of the rumors you hear yesterday right everybody trying to figure out maybe who the the packers might go up and get right and a lot of people have pegged them which is going to be even more hilarious to the whole situation that they a lot of people think they're they're targeting the ohio state receiver jackson smith and jigba right that's who. That's why people think they they the Patriots want a receiver, so that's why they jumped him. I don't know if I buy that. I mean, do the Patriots seem like they're the type of team that's going to draft a receiver at fourteen who didn't play all year with a hamstring injury and runs four six? I don't think so. I don't know either way. But you know that's the interesting element. But either way, if they drafted a receiver, you know, in the first round. Four days later, after they finally got Aaron, rid of Aaron Rodgers, like another slap in their face, uh, his face right there on the way out of the door. That really is, and just makes me chuckle. Sorry, I just felt like I had to bring that up right there. That 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 is a great point, but but we both think they're looking to go even higher. That was your idea yeah. the other day. I wrote about it yesterday and actually gave you. I saw that. Thank you, Michael. For all the grief for all the grief that I give you during the show. When you do have a good idea on the show, I write about it. I don't steal it. I don't act like it was mine. I attribute it to you, and that was a great idea. You were prescient on Monday when you said, I could see the Packers wanting to get this done now because they may have some other move they want to make. They want to have all their draft capital in place so they can do so, and that's exactly what happened. And that move from 15 to 13 that you know, some would downplay. Yeah. From the Jets' perspective, oh, it's just two spots. Yeah, it's two spots. It's two very important spots. And you mentioned Smith and Jigba. Yeah. My understanding is the window on him opens at 12 and closes on 22. That's his hot zone. That's where he's going to go. So getting to 13 gets you closer to when the window opens because it opens with the Texans at 12. Right. But again, are they looking to package and get up higher to somebody else? Do they want to jump the Texans for Smith and Jigba, or is there somebody else they're looking to get, but that would be the ultimate slap in the face to go out right. and add a receiver in round one. I don't see the need for it because I think they got what they need in Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Right, agreed. And, yeah, I, they need they need they need a veteran in their slot to mix rotation. in with the young guys. Right, yeah. I don't think they need another young guy. I, I yeah. would agree with that too. That's where I, you know I gave them a tight end. That's certainly a need of their 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 football team, and we'll see. I don't know. Maybe there's a. You know, somebody else, like we said, that they're looking to even trade up higher into the first round and make a move or a, a splash move right there. But I think you said it right, too, with Jackson Smith and Jigba. First off, I think he's one of the most all-over people I talk talk about in the draft process, Mike. He really is. Like, there's some teams who go, oh, he's one of the top 15 players in the draft. I talk to other teams, and they go, he's not a first-rounder for us. He's a second-rounder. And then, and that's not even the injury related. You know, some people are a little concerned about he. You know, he doesn't separate. He's not going to win on the outside. He's slot only. You know, he ran four five at his pro day at the combine. That's four six. 
and then he didn't play last year because of a hamstring injury. So he's all over. He could be one of those guys that could go as high as 12, and I wouldn't be shocked if he's sitting there on the board of 30. You know, that's, that's a tough one to pull the trigger on, even though he's got some great highlights and plays and there's some things to really like about him. Man, that, that, he is going to be the one. He's the one I find to be about as all over the place as anybody I've talked to with teams in, in this whole draft process. So I'm going to be very interested to see what happens with him. We're going to talk about your mock draft coming up later. Mine is something that I don't do. I have someone I trust who puts it all together, and I just copy-paste and no snarky comment the night before the eve of the draft. Uh, I've got Smith and Jigba. Yeah. Not me, but yeah. never put mine together. Has Smith and Jigba, Texans 12, and Zay Flowers, who will – hopefully be joining us in about 45 minutes, going to the Packers at number 13. Ooh. So never mind my own opinion that they don't need to go with the receiver at 13. Maybe Zay Flowers is the guy they're thinking about by moving ahead of the New England Patriots who possibly I, would draft the Boston College. I would love it. That they know very well. well. I would love it. I'd love that they got Zay Flowers. And all of a sudden now Aaron Rodgers is gone and they've gone all in on weapons and they got an all-star offense without a with an unproven quarterback. That, that would be – it would actually be typical Packers right there. I, I don't even – that seriously would be such a slap in the face and so disrespectful and crazy. Uh, but but it does make sense, too, in the fact that if you want Jordan Love to succeed and make that work and, you know, and then continue that propaganda of, hey, it was good we got rid of Aaron Rodgers and, look, we got rid of him at the right time and our quarterback is ready and our team's good, well, that certainly will help the situation and that where I can understand their logic in Green Bay and wanting to do that, too. As the Packers try to forget Aaron Rodgers, how will the Rodgers trade to the Jets affect the forgotten man there, Zach Wilson? Mm. We'll take a break and discuss that next here on this Wednesday edition of Pro Football Talk The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.